Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Join us for season 10 and beyond, where we journey further than we have ever gone before in this lifetime, closer to our home. So this episode, episode 100, is our welcome home episode, How Do You Anchor in the Frequency of Light? Join us for the ride. See you there. So now that we're here. Yeah. How do you anchor in the frequency of light? Man, that's really a, that's a a big question right there, but not really, because it's really the energy, the essence of it. So how is this essence felt in this lifetime, in this experience that we're having now that we have recently revisited, returned to? Mm-hmm. What's it like? Oh, I How's asked you the question. <laughs> Man, it's been interesting because we time traveled to where we are now. And yet we still are living in this human experience. So it's been interesting kind of feeling like having one foot on both sides of realities, especially mm-hmm. with like little human um, things coming up in my reality, like little 3D things. And then returning from those 3D things back into this frequency, it's been like a back and forth a little bit, but in a subtler way, it's not chaotic at all. It's just more so obvious the change of the frequency from being in the home frequency and when I'm stepping out of that in efforts to further integrate the home frequency to operate from that space at all time. Yeah, because I was just going to ask, how come that frequency can't be applied to the 3D. You know, like the word that stood out that you said was the little 3D things. And I feel in recognizing, like in recognizing almost like um, a judgment on the 3D world can contribute to the separation of operating always in this frequency that you consider the home planet frequency and then the frequency of the planet that you're currently living and experiencing life on. Yeah, I can see that because it's been like this essence is weaving its way through life. So it's like sprinkling itself into the crevices of life here on earth. And I feel that journey is still continuing where like the essence is being um, it's covering itself in my reality in all areas in a way that allows it to be um, digestible and sustainable. Mm -hmm. So it's been recognizing how is this new frequency present in all moments, in all scenarios, in all places, in all settings all the time. Yeah. So it first was present with you and I experiencing it which is very safe and comfortable because it's familiar to both of us and we can recognize it in ourselves and each other. 
So it's easy to communicate it and to be in it without anything external. Um, so it's taking this experience into other areas of my life and recognizing this energy that is now present, how it shows up in all areas of my life to not have that kind of judgment on like life here on earth, but to create a wholeness perspective. Yeah, because what it reminds me of is the concept of having to re-remember the truth and the things that we know deep inside of us. And, you know, life is this journey of re-remembering all of that. And through different circumstances and situations arise, it disconnects us further because of the emotions we attach to the situation. And it kind of blocks and puts up different veils of illusion to separate us from that remembrance. And it's here. It's always been here. As long as we are here, that frequency is here. And it's just so important to connect to that, you know, and not let the distractions or blockages get in the way of that remembrance. Yeah. And because we have this new level of awareness, it's easier to recognize the illusions present and then utilizing those moments to speak the truth. It reminds me of a conversation we were having yesterday where I was saying how fun it is to speak the truth. I want to do this all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's in through speaking the truth and like acknowledging and pointing out veils of illusion or the reality, the truth of the matter and whatever it is that we're speaking, it anchors in this frequency even more. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful because it helps create a sense of safety within the self and then within others when you feel comfortable to point out a false reality or not even a false reality because I don't think that any reality is false, but just something that might be different from the truth that resonates with your soul. And I've noticed it within our personal conversations Um since like this new change of frequency where it feels more safer calling things out and then whatever is being called out, it helps us arrive to more clarity. And it's not from a judgmental place. It's really from a loving space. Yeah. And it's diminished the feeling of um, like sensitivity or like feeling like um, being pointed the finger at or shameful where mm -hmm. like those things aren't really present and whatever it is that is being pointed out, it's more so like wonder and curiosity and and um, gratitude essentially and non-attachment to whatever it is so that we can just focus on bringing light to what is the truth for us because that's a really important point that you brought up how it's bringing forward the truth that resonates to our soul and that's what this frequency is providing us. Yeah, because I realized um, how when saying like, oh, a false reality or veils of illusion, what might be a veil of illusion for me isn't a veil of illusion for somebody else. And I'm nobody to cast judgment upon that person's reality or that person's truth, because that's what they're experiencing in a moment. And I think the more that uh, that concept is grounded down, it aids in unity and unification as opposed to separation. And Speaking of the non-attachment, um, something that I've been realizing that I read in the 11th insight of the Celestine Prophecy is the concept of expectations and removing ourselves from the different attachments and ex expectations that we have 
that feed um, negative outcomes. So it's okay to have expectations, but we have to make sure that our expectation is part of that highest vision that we've spoken about, I believe, in our last episode and holding that highest timeline. So not attaching to the outcome of a situation or anything like that, but really just always hoping for the best and not so much hoping, but I feel like within myself, that's how I've been able to practice it is associating it with what I call hopeful, hopeful thinking. And the more that I'm doing that, the more uh, reward I'm seeing or the more interaction I'm seeing with this unseen energy because I'm holding this expectation of hopeful thinking and then I'm being met in the 3D reality by these hopeful expectations I set forward, but I'm not attached to them. Yeah, and I think that's the key piece, the key piece is the non-attachment to the hopeful thinking of the ideal circumstances, you can say, of like what you aspire for the highest vision of life here on earth to be. Mm-hmm. And that I feel is supportive of this energy. Like this energy is supporting being able to anchor that in because we can recognize it within the body, at least for myself. Um the energy feels different on my physical body. There's like this lightness that I feel moving through my physical body. I don't feel so weighted down by gravity. I feel more fluid in my essence and that mirrors how I feel in my physical body as well. So how would you say you were able to remove the density that you once experienced? I feel that it was a byproduct of the time traveling that occurred that we spoke about in our last episode that allowed us to arrive here. Making space for that time traveling to occur was um, practicing allowing that, that energy to kind of move through me. And that comes from like a level of awareness and stepping away from the experience instead of trying to control and um lead with a curiosity that starts to um, want to take lead of what it is that's being experienced instead of like letting the guidance move through. Um, It's challenging to articulate it in a way that's like logical and structured and and grounded in like a material world. Um, It's more of like an energetic feeling and experience that I'm relating to. Um, But I recognize it, um, I recognize its presence more easily since then because I feel it was present to some degree last night when we were having a conversation via text. And it's a similar energy where it's this feeling, it could almost feel uncomfortable in the body where like this higher energy is um, present within the body. Um, But I feel it's just the frequency that we're speaking of in this episode um, coming more forward and leading more. So it's getting more comfortable with the frequency and what that looks like on a body, on a physical level as well. Yeah, um, I'm glad you just said what you said because it triggered a thought that was actually something I read in Healing Wise by Susan Weed, where um, the concept of the higher self or higher energy is a construct within itself because we're whole, we're one. So like to divide ourselves up and to separate it, it aids to that concept of the separation. So again, like bringing back forward the unity and the unification of us as the mind, body, soul, energy, like as the one, that higher frequency is always present. 
And I think it's kind of similar to what I was sharing in terms of it's always there and not separating it just because we are human in this 3D world, um, but welcoming it in and recognizing that it's always there, that we are it, it is us always. And that helps anchor it more in. Yeah, that you actually explained it so well. You explained what I was trying to explain in a very like fluid way. And I resonate deeply with what you're sharing because it resonates with what it is that I'm doing in in that moment of stepping away from what's happening. It feels like I'm stepping away from my individualism of my experience and like identifying heavily with who I am as a human. Oh, I'm Deandra. I'm this body. I look this way and connecting more with the oneness energy and allowing that to carry me forward without the attachment of the um, separation that Mm -hmm. um, can be identified with like who we are in this in this world yeah that resonates a lot it's like the uh, the connection further to the oneness and I feel very grateful to be able to experience it and I really really as we said the energy of our podcast is shifting I really want to hone in on focusing on these energetic ways of being and learn how to articulate so that we could speak the language of what's happening here on earth and also what's happening in the energetic spiritual world. Yeah. And I feel part of that is answering the calling of, of furthering our studies because like you referenced two books already that have really been supportive in um, navigating this new energy in a way where we are able to communicate and talk about it in a way that makes sense and the way that we can also further share the experience with others. Yeah, and I feel that the biggest part for me specifically in allowing this energy to be more welcomed in as the forefront of my decision-making and my thought process and my moving is that concept of surrendering and trusting. And even through conversations from today, recognizing how the victim mentality can surface, but then again, recognizing that there is no separation. So in all the previous episodes that, you know, like I want to retract so many things that I have previously said, because as my awareness shifts and changes, I release connection to the things that I have once believed. And I think that's super important with this is maintaining a fluid mind, not having attachments to previous thoughts or feelings. And once you're able to surrender into that, that nothing is permanent, everything is always in motion and constantly changing, you're able to bring that more into your life and continue allowing yourself to expand. Because if I would have gotten stuck on the previous thoughts that I've once had, I wouldn't have allowed myself this growth. Yeah, that's super important to highlight because it's true. And it does speak to the conversation we were having on the phone just earlier today, not too long ago, about how in the past when we acquired new information, we would go all in with this new perspective that we gained. And it's like, okay, this is it. All or nothing on this perspective. This is the way. And then what we've learned many times along the journey of life is that it's not just one or the other. It's the fluidity of experiencing life, acquiring different perspectives, applying what is of resonance in the moment, allowing it to serve in whatever way, moving forward. And it's not to just um, throw things to the wayside once they no longer serve, but recognizing the wholeness and all that we're receiving and the benefit that it's aiding in returning us or deepening our connection to the wholeness of life. 
Yeah. And like a, an earthly human example I can give is the concept of being vegan or plant-based. I was so attached to that idea and I was plant-based for six years, like super dedicated, wouldn't fall to temptation as much as temptation I had. And I was so grounded in that idea that that's what I needed and that was what my body wanted and that's what was best for the earth and all these things. And as I began to experience certain things in the physical, signs were there for me that I should check and reevaluate my diet. But I was so attached to the concept of being plant-based that I was not allowing myself to receive the insights that were being directly sent to me clear as day. And it wasn't until that I was like taken out basically that I had no choice but to like really see what's going on and then start accepting and appreciating the insights and the guidance. And once I did that, then my whole view on veganism and plant-based diets changed because I was able to recognize that as a physical being, I can't attach and I can't think that I know what's best for myself if I don't have the full scope. You know, there's so many different truths. It goes back to that concept of what one person's truth is, isn't necessarily true for everybody. And it's the same thing with what we're talking about right now in finding what resonates with the soul and your soul frequency and the light that you're anchoring in, it's going to be so different. So our truth is super different. It's all about experimental experimenting with the self and finding what feels good. Yeah. And allowing that exploration to take place without any limitations or expectations or the outcomes of what can arrive or what we would desire to arrive from these experimenting with life and whatever it is that we're allowing to be experienced in our reality, whether it's veganism, a diet, a job, or a philosophy, a perspective, like so many things and not discounting another way of thinking just because it's not how we're living. It's really honoring all as we Mm -hmm. are one and recognizing that there's so many facets to the sphere of like oneness that exists. Yeah, I really appreciate that highlight of not discounting others or different beliefs or whatever it is because of the connection to the oneness. And what comes to mind is extending the grace and the compassion for the old versions you know like not holding anybody especially not yourself to an old version of you it's okay to have lived that version and knowing when that version is no longer alive and stepping in embodying the new version so all because something has been said for millions of years or have been done the same way millions of times it doesn't mean that that is what has to be Yeah. And like releasing the judgment for um, our past selves, like the idea of oh, wanting to recount things that you've said in the past, it served at the time because it's allowed us to arrive to where we are now. And it's recognizing that we're doing our best with the awareness that we have in any given moment. And we don't know what we don't know. So it's really honoring the beauty and the magic of living on earth. It's such an art form, you know, like it's like a painting to bring it to a 3D level. Um, You know, you put one stroke on a canvas is completely different than when you've been painting on that one canvas over days, months or whatever. You know, the picture is always evolving. Yeah. And I really appreciate you saying that because that even in me saying the recounting, I'm not saying it from a 
place that's like, oh, I'm judging my old self, but it's from this level right now. I can see how those concepts or things that I like really um, were passionate about were not rooted in my my current truth. It was my truth then. And it's I don't want to be held because I've experienced that where I've outgrown something, yet the people who once knew that version of me keep that image of me in their mind and hold me to it. No matter how much I can express that I've changed, I'm still that same person that they've attached to. And it's more so of that. It's like the releasing of that. And I don't know if saying it out loud makes me feel safer. Like, okay, I said it, so that's it. But it's still part of like that concept of it's really truly just trying to free myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like that's one of life's greatest journeys that we're here to do, you know, to help us embody what it is that we're ultimately here to do. It's a lot of freeing, unraveling the onion, like we've mentioned so many times, Mm -hmm. and the many ways that that looks. It's really so cool if you think about like how far we've come and where, where we once were and who we are now and those old per- versions of us would never imagine us being here speaking what we're speaking um and freeing ourselves i feel is part of what this new frequency is all about because we do feel more comfortable embodied and safe in expressing ourselves in a way that's authentic and resonates with who we are now and our truth yeah what just came to mind which i don't even know if it's relevant to say but the comment that we got on YouTube about being careful that just came to mind as you were saying it. And it could like bring me back to like, Oh no, we got to be safe. Like be careful. But no, I feel like that is part of what we're saying we're here to do is really speak and help free people. And not even like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. It's not help free people, but it's by freeing ourselves because back to the oneness we are aiding in the, freeing of just all beings because as long as we keep ourselves shackled whatever I do to myself is a reflection of what's being done on a grander scale so the only thing I truly can do because the only thing I have power over is myself I don't have power over anybody else the same way nobody else has power over me so as long as I harness my power with intention in the way that I desire for myself and for all that's where the power is going to be directed Yeah. And the timing of that comment is so timely because this is very new for us. So to have that kind of comment, I feel speaks to the affirmation and and then confirmation of where it is that we're going. Because, you know, it's like when something new comes, there'll be something that creeps in to be like, okay, are you really ready to like take off on this spaceship? And yes, we are. Absolutely. As you said, this is what we're here to do is to ultimately free ourselves because we are one truly. And that's something that we've said so many times in the past, but I feel the understanding is so much deeper now. I feel we're getting closer to having a true understanding of this concept and um, calling all our energy and all our power back to us, knowing that in doing that, we're just furthering connection to all because of the oneness energy, instead of spewing out our energy and trying to help things that are externally outside of ourselves, as if there is some sort of disconnection between us and another. Yeah, and remaining open. I feel like it's so essential to keep emphasizing the openness that's required throughout this whole process, because for safety reasons or comfort, whatever it is, the human mind can really go there. Like I just almost experienced what 
when you said like what you were saying and that person's comment came into mind, that's such an example of what happens frequently here on earth where we might know something true to our heart and our soul and we want to take action on it. But then because of outside influence, we then like retract and back up and we don't move forward. And that can't be allowed for this type of frequency to really anchor in the light that we're speaking of and to really be a part of the oneness. We can't allow ourselves and our energy and our power to be controlled by others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, first, it reminds me of a conversation that we had off air, like trying to figure out, and it goes back to that, like the outside influences and not letting those outside influences um, detour the decisions that we made for ourselves and recognizing when an outside influence is simply that and when it's an aid in helping us grow and getting us closer to where we're meant to be or trying to go. Yeah, because it's it's really interesting because the outside influence, when connecting back to the frequency of the oneness, there is no such thing as outside influence. And that's why, yeah. like, speaking on these things can sound really out of this world because it's not something that we're used to. And to articulate on it, it's taking time to navigate to find the proper words to use. But there is such thing as outside influence and there is such thing as like your own inner truth and you need to learn how to weave the two of them together because essentially they're all one. It's all one. Everything in existence is connected to the same source. It's just represented differently and it's represented differently with a big purpose because we need those reflections to show us different things that we may not have the perspective on, but it's all part of that greater picture, that like greater essence that's in out there wherever we are yeah it's easy to imagine it as a sphere just because like you can be at one end of the sphere and then on the complete opposite end you can't see it and yet it's all part of the same energy source mm -hmm. um to speak on that because to elaborate even further on that it touches on the idea of um, not going all or nothing like okay this outside influence it's not really an outside influence because we're all one but it differs from my own my own perception of something and the weaving of the both is how we can further ground in the unification of all yeah exactly exactly because sometimes we don't even have to change how we are like what we were discussing that's also in the book um, by Susan Weed healing wise the concept I feel the message that I want to share is how we must recognize the different constructs that we are attached to and operating from in order to start releasing the attachments to them. Because if we're not aware of these different constructs, we can't even see how they're playing a part in our way of being. So the one that specifically that I'm referencing that I read in the book is the concept of being healthy and having to cure something. Herbal medicine is something I seriously love and believe in heavily, but it was from a space of curing and fixing and having control and things like that. Even though I wasn't sitting there like making my potions like, ooh, I'm going to control my health. But still the underlining or the lingering feeling was from a place of fear. I must take this herb so that I can prevent myself from becoming sick. I can prevent disease. And that's not the case. As we're talking about the oneness and things like that, health, that can be a construct. 
we have to look at it from the wider lens. We have to remove like these very specific things that the humans have attached um, for whatever purposes. And we have to see it as we are whole. However we are in the moment, we're perfect. And we are perfect. Everybody else is perfect. There is no judgment. That's how we start eliminating these specific things that come up. Yeah, I feel that is definitely something to dive a little deeper in because imagine hearing this for the first time and it's like, okay, but I have all these ailments. I have this condition. I have that. Like, what does that really mean in terms of I am whole anyways? And um, it, when you were speaking, it also reminds me just here on earth, how in nature, um, like the weather is terrible, trees fall down or whatever happens and there's no control. You know, the trees aren't trying to control, like trying to get back up. If they fell down, it all just is. And the tree is just as perfect having lie down on the floor than it was when it was standing tall. We see the beauty in nature and it's being able to return to that within ourselves and recognize the reflection that nature provides in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a very, like, it's a more human way of perceiving what you're sharing. Um, but I feel it's beneficial and relevant because of the oneness that does exist. And this concept exists on all levels. You know? Yeah, I think it's a really good visual example, because that sums up exactly the concept of health, like health isn't something sometimes you can see it, we have invisible health and visible health, you know, there's some disabilities that are totally invisible to the eye, somebody might look or what you assume to look as perfect, but then they have a debilitating illness that they're dealing with that you wouldn't know, because you don't see it. And it's same thing, like you're saying, like with the trees, a tree can be standing tall and we perceive it as beautiful and perfect, yet the tree has a fungus and the tree is dying and all kinds of things like that. And the tree is still in nature serving its purpose as it is. And that's when, what I've learned and gained from the book is that even if we are experiencing an ailment, I'm not... Uh, minimalizing your experience at all I'm not putting any narrative on your experience if you're hearing this for the first time and you're like what the heck is she talking about I have nothing to say because it's for you to experience and take away whatever the message is for you but at the same time or not but but it's like and at the same time I can share the message that you are whole is because you are always whole we have to move away from that concept that we have to heal and we have to help and we have to do. We have to return to the concept of being. And in the being, whatever the moment is, it just simply is. Yes. And everything being an ally is part of what this reminds me of from Katie Beecher, who we had on the podcast before, like ailments or anything that we're experiencing that can lead us to believe that we're imperfect or experiencing illness. Mm -hmm. um, it's utilizing all of those different things that are surfacing within us as a friend and reframing how we're perceiving these things so that we are in a space of empowerment and recognize the beauty and the gratitude and the service that's being um aided in recognizing that we are always whole because sometimes um, like things come up for us to reframe how we're perceiving ourselves or to um, provide guidance so many so there's so many reasons why things happen um, but it's to perceive all of it from returning to that lens of wholeness 
Exactly. And I think that that's a key concept when you're anchoring this frequency of light. You're recognizing the wholeness. You're recognizing things as complete, as full, as one, as, you know, as great as it can be. You're not recognizing it from um, anything other than that. I don't even want to, like, point out what it could be. It's just you're not recognizing the situation. You're not succumbing to the situation from anything other than fullness, light, and greatness. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space, space to, to flow. Stay tuned for an after episode reflection. Said that we are podcast hosts amplifying the frequency of oneness through sound while on pursuit of mastering the art of being and remembering to flow wherever we go. That's what we're here doing. Yeah. Okay. And we're just sharing that through our conscious conversations. Not just, we are. That is like the greatest thing that we can do is bring this consciousness through communication to further share the message in a way it's receptive and digestible for others as it's digestible and received by each other. And the more we trust in the messages that we share with one another, as you shared earlier so beautifully, we continue to amplify and further that connection, trust and surrender into all things and all beings. But is it bad that I don't care if it's digestible? No, who cares? I don't care. That's what I'm saying. The The point is, no, it's just more speaking to like what was living within myself earlier when I was explaining, like doing the over explaining, basically, which isn't necessary. So I'm just speaking for like that piece of myself where it's like, oh, I have to explain this and I don't. So it's that idea. You know what it reminds me of? You know when somebody is invited somewhere and they don't want to go and they have to come up with an excuse? It reminds me of that. The answer, like no, is an answer. You don't have to say no, but blah, blah, blah. Or if somebody's calling out for work, they have to come up with a story. And it's like, no, the thing is just I'm not going to be present today. That's it, period. And it's what's said is said. That's it. For No further explanation needed. Yeah, and I think that's such a big message for everybody. I'm receiving it myself. (laughs) There I go again, like for others, but it's, you know, people do listen to the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I'm receiving it. (laughs) That's what's important. I'm receiving that message. Yeah, it's a very profound message. It speaks to a part of me, obviously. Mm -hmm. It reminds me. Yeah, it literally reminds me the reason why we wanted to record this. Not just this episode, but the podcast in general. It was just through our conversations. And we kept saying we don't care if anybody ever listens because we receive so much from it. And I feel like that message and that intention still rings truer than ever before for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, same here. Especially the concept of the importance of the conscious conversations, because it's not, oh, we're just sharing conscious conversations like that just can kind of like diminish the potency of what it is that we're offering. No, we are hosting the space to hold conscious conversations. And that is like priceless medicine. It's not, no, but that's a- it. It's getting away from that line of thinking. It doesn't matter how potent it is. It doesn't, none of those things matter. What matters okay. is literally not that. you know because like using that like like the word just could be triggering because it's like it's not just it's so much more is it really you know like what does that even mean and the concept that's something that we'll have to talk about at another time because the concept of potency I've been seeing a lot of people on social media trying to lure people in into their paid memberships i'm not knocking anybody's hustle but if you have to pay to be friends with somebody they're not really your friend and using the word like whatever i'm not going to get into it but it's that same concept of like the uh what's the word like making our ego feel good or making what we feel validation is the word validating what we're doing through those words and not trying to diminish it because in me saying it's just we're just here having conversation i'm not diminishing it at all i'm acknowledging what we're doing the simplicity of just the being that's all we're not pushing agendas here you know we've learned how to not do that we don't want to be part we don't want to be another brick in the wall we are not trying to push no agendas we simply are just conversating with one with one another consciously Period. I love it. It's the humble perspective. And I feel that's a really beneficial message I'm receiving. Yes. I don't want to speak and then end up saying something that cuts me out here again. I have to just sit with the message, you know? Yeah. Let it like swim into all pieces of me to really mm-hmm. receive it and not speak premature I was like did she freeze no I'm here Uh, it's just funny that we ended up talking about something really human but it's like you know bridging the gap I know because that's the thing I don't want to talk about the human things. I know. Like when the more we got into it I'm like okay (laughs) yeah but it is things that we in our own personal lives were discussing. So it's not to negate the human aspect of our existence either. No, but that's the thing. It's like, I just want to sit here and it's like with the laser vision of the cosmos, like that's the conversation without we, saying a word. Like how I was trying to text you yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, but we did start the conversation with the episode 100 energy. We were there, I feel, and then we slowly in our saucer, you know, whatever spaceship that we travel in, we slowly came down and then we landed. Then we got outside of the vehicle and started talking about what we saw. Okay, that's how we do it. Yeah, for now, I mean, you know, the more that we acquire, the more that we experience, the more that we read. We'll see, because the reading really is beneficial in bringing words and language to these unseen experiences. 
to then perceive it because even in talking about like the wholeness I started elaborating more so out of the feeling of um how can someone who doesn't um like um search for this kind of information or is like called to this information and never come across this kind of perspective really understand what we're talking about and maybe that's just for that person to go um venturing off instead of like trying to explain it because it's only limited to like my own experiences being able to articulate something that's abstract like um the idea of wholeness in terms of anchoring in that concept into a physical way to have an understanding of it. Yeah, because I feel that it's trusting what you're speaking on is a lack of trust in terms of the person receiving the the message isn't understanding. And it's as much as you understand it, you have to trust that others do too, instead of breaking it down and lowering your frequency. Yeah. Really well said. Great point. Yeah. So it's just because throughout the episode, I wasn't really thinking like at first when I asked you a question, it was more so like the how to. But I quickly like I even forgot I asked you the question because the conversation flowed and I wasn't thinking of it to break it down. Because one, like I joked last episode, we have 99 episodes where we really break things down. And then now it feels like it's a way of being the conscious conversations and what serves in that conversation serves and trusting that as much as I'm able to take in information and do research and learn and expand everybody else is as well so I'm not gonna victimize anybody I'm not gonna put myself on a pedestal and think that I'm the savior that here to teach no that's not it I'm just being literally our podcast is mastering the art of being so I'm going to continue trying to master the art of being for myself and what comes of it comes of it period yes it's like releasing the enabling aspect and um you said it really well like the lack of trust in others in like their own intelligence and we are connected so it's just it elaborates on many different things that we spoke earlier on the episode yeah but it's good that you like articulated it in the way that you do because it just further grounds it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a practice. Sometimes. It is. Yeah, it is a practice, but we're here. We're here for it on the Pursuit Baby episode yes. 100. Yes. And if you've listened, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for sharing the frequency with us. If you would like to support us, we have different affiliates that we work with, um, companies that we really trust and use in our personal lives who match the same frequency that we are trying to anchor in here on Earth. You can check them out in our show notes, and you can also check them out on our affiliates tab on our website, which is flowspacewellness.com. Yeah, if you like the vibe and you want to catch us elsewhere, you can follow us on Instagram at Flowspace the Podcast, on TikTok at Flowspace the Podcast, and on Twitter at Flowspace the Pod. Share this with a friend if you really enjoyed this, and leave a review or a comment if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe while you're there. We love you and we look forward to reuniting again in the future. Until then, peace. Thank you.